You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank yeah. you, Tom. You're just delicious. why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had a comedian double up with Craig Gass and Rel Battle. Next on The Best Of... Very lucky, Rel Battle in studio, along with Craig Gass, telling the stories. JB's here, just spouting off about the St. Louis Blues winning that Stanley Cup. I hadn't said a word this hour about it. Why not? <laughs> but I will now. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. It is mm-hmm. a wonderful I, thing. I've followed that team since I was an eight-year-old. No. Six-year-old kid. But you, wow. didn't, but you didn't even watch the championship game. I, I told you I didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> I, I didn't Is that right? Yeah. I, I, just t- I told them in the first hour, That's every wonderful. time I would switch over and watch it, Boston would score within two minutes. So I, in games one through six? Yes. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I just like... I respect that. I know. That's how <laughs> I JB respect is. That. Wow. Yeah, there's... Uh, I know... Um, the uh, I went to a playoff game in Seattle. The Seahawks were playing the Green Bay Packers, and Allison Chains was the halftime show. And I know Jerry Cantrell has a story about um, Green Bay just killed um, the Seahawks for uh, two hours and forty-five minutes. They just destroyed the Seahawks, and Jerry, the band was in a suite. Jerry said, "All right." I'm going to beat the traffic and get out of here. Oh, and he yeah. said he started to leave, and people started cheering. Uh-oh. And he was almost out the door, and he w- looked at the TV, and he was like, oh, my God, they just they just scored. 
And then he's watching the TV. Oh my! They just scored again. And really? he ran back to the suite. And when he opened the door of the suite, everyone in the suite said, "No, get out of here! You're the good luck charm." And he goes, and he just went, "Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough." And he just left. He yeah, left because right he knew that it was yeah. like it had to be something about him leaving yeah. that did that. But uh, but man. What Rel is about to tell you, oh. I walked into. <laughs> I, I walked that? into, and it is, I just. I remember. I, I have a really bizarre uh, point of view of what you're about to tell. But uh, but Rel was starting to tell this story about a, a comic that we know, uh, Jamar Neighbors, who I didn't realize was the guy who got in the fight with yeah. Cat Williams at night. But I, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I was performing. I was I was hosting some show, and Cat was there. And um, I was like, oh, Cat Williams, I get to bring up Cat Williams, it's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, I'm not as good as you with the impressions, are clearly. But he was there, and Cat has a lot of issues with other comics back in the day, because he was a weird guy. And so uh, I brought up another comic, and I'm bringing up Cat. But the comic before, I was like, this is my, you know, big homie, he's a big friend of mine. And then I bring up Cat, and Cat, I saw him after he got off stage. I'm like, I'm a Cat, big fan. He says, uh, he says uh, are you the one that said you like David Arnold? <laughs> And I go, uh, oh I go, yeah. He says, well, I don't mess with you then. And he was sitting there. He had his perm out. He was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what the hell? He looked at me like it was a, he was a pimp in a 70s black plantation. <laughs> well, I don't mess with you then. Clearly. And, and he had a little girl there that was smoking a cigarette with her perm out right beside him. just sitting there like his daughter or something. And then uh, he's smoking a cigarette. And I walk away. Um, then uh, it was New Year's night. So uh, all the comics, Cat Williams at the comedy store. So we're all excited. He just dissed me, but uh, my friend, my friend Jamar Neighbors is taking selfies, trying to get you know with Cat. He's a comedian. Oh, Which, by the way, Jamar is famous for. Jamar will just walk up to people and he just that's his thing. He's he likes selfies. Yeah, yeah, he loves taking selfies. And, uh, and uh, Cat said, "Didn't I tell you not to take any pictures of me?" Jamar was like, "All right, whatever, man." It took selfie anyway. Oh, <laughs> now Cat's for. Yeah, 4'11", maybe. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a very small dude. He is. He's a very, very small, small dude. Jamar's my height, about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but Jack, like muscles, Really ribs. muscular. He got like abs, abs on his neck. He's a big... He's, a, <laughs> he's, 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 he's the kind of guy who's in such good shape. He yeah. loves walking. He knows yeah. that if any of us looked like him, we would also be walking around with no shirt on. He yes, loves to take yes. his shirt off. But he doesn't work out. That's like It's like Kool-Aid and uh, government oh. cheese body. Like really? Just, yeah. That's like... <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut butter, yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. ghetto... Ghetto oh. shit. That, that makes me jealous, man. You know what I'm saying? That makes me. You know those jealous. guys who work out in their, <laughs> oh, yeah. those guys who work out in their front yard, but that, have that a gym so in Jackson. the back. He's one of those dudes, right? Yeah. That was so Jackson, by the way. Yes, yes. Yeah. So just this Jack Hood dude, right? Very but hilarious comic, funny guy, and uh, he takes a selfie, and a uh, cat flips out and swings on Jamar. <gasps> And misses. Oh, oh yeah. And I remember Jamar going. I remember Jamar going. Oh yeah. And then he just. <laughs> and, then, and so he just uh, he hits Cat and Cat's small, so he knocks him. Cat's your size. Like he what? knocks him. He's a really small dude and knocks him out. And Cat's bodyguards there, and him and Jamar start knuckling up. And everybody's like, what the, "What's going on?" Another small a Filipino comic is always a Filipino comic. <laughs> and he jumps on the bodyguards back, and they're fighting the bodyguard. The Filipino <laughs> Filipino kid. Cat goes, "I'll be right back." Cat runs to get a gun. Seriously. Yes. yes. He runs to get a gun and he comes back yelling like he's in the movies Ooh. and he's walking around with the gun. You know, what's going on? This is in his bad days and everybody just scatters. This is the front of the comedy store and everybody just scatters out of the way and then police come. It was a helicopter. You oh know. my God. Yeah. They shut down Sunset Boulevard. All I know is I wasn't in the room where this took place, but I was just kind of casually hanging out 
And somebody said to me as I was walking into this small parking lot in the back of the comedy store, they said, hey, you might want to be careful when you step out there. And I said, why? And he said, he goes, are you not noticing what's going on right now? And I said, what? And I looked up and I saw several cops. There's a ramp that goes up to the hotel next door. Yeah, right. And all the way down the ramp were police officers in riot gear. And they had guns drawn in my direction. And I went, oh, uh, (laughs) I don't know what's happening. And I just, with my hands up, I walked to the front of the comedy store and saw that they had shut down Sunset Boulevard (laughs) because they were trying to find, they were responding to, and then ended up on TMZ. Uh, It was was really crazy. And you know what's great about the comedy store? (laughs) Those jokes ended up like... Jo- they made jokes about it like that night yeah. and the next night on yeah. stage. There was a guy who was murdered on the patio yeah. of the comedy store a few years ago. It, it ended up being uh, they. It, it was a hit. Right? It was a hit. It was, it was like a, a gang hit. What? They yeah. they murdered somebody at comedy store. at the comedy store. This is this is rare. I don't, I don't want people to think the comedy store is dangerous no, no, place. No, not yet. Yeah, that's just rare. Very rare. Very yeah. rare. Uh, so rare that they felt comfortable making jokes about it on stage the yeah. next night. People were doing jokes about the guy who died on the patio. I don't even think they closed. Did they close that night? <laughs> like, that's, that's outside. The show's Please in here. Please welcome Earl Skakel. Yeah, here, right. like, you guys uh-huh. hear what happened outside? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you were saying off the air, Tom, that, uh, that you love hearing stories. And I do. this doesn't fit into what we were just talking about. This is the music business, uh, but it's it's one of the best stories I've ever heard of my in my life. On the way here, I was listening to KQ on the way here, and they were playing Don Henley's uh, Dirty Laundry. And I was thinking about how a friend of mine who's a guitar tech told me the story about a friend of his who um, is a guitar tech for the Eagles mm. and told me this incredible story that just sounded too good to be true. And I ran into a friend of mine who used to play drums for Don Henley's solo band. And I said, I heard a story once. I need to know if it's true about how Don Henley met Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. And he goes, about the autograph? And he goes, it's 100% true. And I've seen it. It's actually framed. And it's in his house. He actually, I've seen the photo. Really? And apparently Don Henley is a huge Beach Boys fan found out that Brian Wilson was going to be doing an art exhibit in Los Angeles. So Don Henley, the Beach Boys fan, wants to go meet Brian Wilson. And he brings his first album he ever purchased as a kid, which was the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. And he goes to this art exhibit that Brian Wilson is going to do. Here's the problem. Brian Wilson, for those of you who don't know, is off. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. very off. Really nice guy, though. But really nice guy, but really he's nice very guy. off. He's socially awkward. He might be. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh okay. What is, is it? Asperger's? Autistic. Yeah. Autistic. Yeah. Well, his dad also beat the hell out of him yeah. on a daily basis, trying to beat the autism out of him. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, and then, and then, massive drug addiction that yep. destroyed him. And anyways, yep. so Don Henley shows up and says, "Brian, Don Henley, Eagles." Oh, oh no. And Brian goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. And Don is trying to have a normal conversation as a rock superstar with another rock superstar. It's not going anywhere. So Don finally says, "Uh, hey, do you mind? This is the first album I ever purchased. Do you mind, Sonny? He goes, sure. Sure, sure. You you, you got got, uh, uh, something I can sign it with? 
and he hands him the album, hands him the Sharpie, and Brian Wilson looks at Don Henley for a minute and then writes, To Don. Looks at him again. Thank you for all the great music and then slows down, looks at Don, scratches off the word great and writes good <laughs> and then signs his name and then hands it to him. Not being an a-hole, he just had no, thought about it for a second. Said, you know what? I meant Ah, I wrote great. I meant yeah. you're not great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not a beach boy. You're, yeah, good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. But you're he not a beach. And Don Henley apparently thought it was so funny that he framed the album and he has it in the entrance to his a house. Fan. It's fantastic. That's actually better yeah. to do it that way. That's funny. That's a good story. Yeah, man. I love <laughs> stories like that. But yeah, it's the the stories about Cat Williams are so strange because. Uh, somebody who's that successful financially is usually so much more careful about the way they behave. And yeah. he's the most, he like, was, there was a period of time for like a year where he was going into the audience and smacking <laughs> audience members. Like, what the hell are yeah. you doing, dude? Like, it was so reckless. Yeah. Well, Pryor was like that too. You know, he was wild. You know, those guys back in the day. But did Pryor, Pryor, Pryor ever did physically assault Not people? Not people, I'm saying just the craziness. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. True. Very true. And I know there's been some incidents here and there with Dice, where Dice doesn't like to be touched. Do you ever hear that? Like Dice has a thing where where people will uh, will come up to him and uh, like if they physically touch him, he'll he'll say he'll say don't touch me. Like really? Yeah. Do you remember there was one night at the store, and this is I don't know at least seven eight years ago, where police responded, where uh, where Dice. Um, Wanted to fight an audience member for touching his hand as he got off stage. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and police responded to that. And um, but yeah, but I but he I, Dice is more of a, just kind of an unusual guy. He's not someone making the store sound so bad. Don't ever go. The store. I mean, there's a lot of legendary things that have happened yeah. in the store over the years, man. Yeah. Um, you know what they say: no, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. That's so. true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, way way worse stuff happened in the '80s with Coke. Yeah. There. So oh, this is God, this yes. is nothing. Yeah. You're and then right the that. thing that I've always been fascinated with <laughs> is it doesn't happen anymore. But there used to be a lot of supernatural stuff that happened yeah. at the at the comedy store. That was L.A. It. Nick talks about that. A guy that's on the show on Wednesdays. He yeah. Yeah. L.A. Nick talks about. It. He said it's all kinds of ghosts and everything. Because it used to be Ciro's, a, a mafia, Ciro's, yeah. a mafia joint that's back right. in the day, back yeah. in the '50s. Yep. Sinatra used to go through there, yeah. yeah. And supposedly, people were taken out in the basement. Mm-hmm. And throughout the 80s, throughout the 70s and 80s, I guess it was like a regular thing where, where people would ask for a manager and say, and, you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but mm-hmm. I have uh, an ability to communicate with spirits and there are a lot of angry people in your basement. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> really? angry spirits in your basement. Yeah. And... Sam Kinison was obsessed with the ghosts. Yeah, he would spend yep, the night yep. in there. And there were stories that... Um, I've heard amazing stories. Uh, one guy who told me... Don Barris actually told me a story. Don Barris is a guy who is a comedian who, who warms up the Jimmy Kimmel show, who's hard to have like a normal conversation yeah. with. Don's always in character. Oh, but he yeah. actually told me a ghost story once that was pretty amazing about um, coming in. He used to work in the office of the comedy store... 
And he came in after doing an all-nighter and worked till about noon answering the phones and just said, hey, man, you guys mind if I just take a nap downstairs? And he went down into the main room and put some stuff together to make a makeshift pillow. And he said he slept on the stage mm. behind the curtain in mm. the main room. And he said just as he's starting to fall asleep, he hears somebody walking through the main room all the way through to the back where the hallway is that goes to the stage and started walking through the hallway towards Don walked over Don wow. and went into the bathroom. And he was, like, laying there, like, man. Like, he was just waiting and waiting and waiting. Didn't yeah. hear a flush, nothing. And then he finally opened his eyes, and the lights are off in the bathroom. And he opened the door, and, and there was nobody there. And he said, but the weird thing was, when the person walked over me, there's a feeling, even if somebody doesn't make physical contact with you, there's a presence you feel when somebody yeah. walks over you. And he said, somebody walked over me and went into the bathroom and closed the door. And there was nobody in the bathroom. Yeah. And there was uh, one comic who used to manage the comedy store who said that he locked up everything at 2 o'clock in the morning, got in his car to leave the comedy store, and he saw the lights were on in the comedy store. And thought, oh, man, I, he thought he messed up and went back inside the comedy store, turned off the lights, and... Came back outside, locked the door, got in his car, and the lights came back on. He was like, oh, man, there's somebody in yeah. there. So he called the cops. LAPD showed up uh, 20, 30 minutes later, and he said, I'm 20, 30, 30 minutes later. Cause <laughs> that's nice. Because that's Hollywood. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, uh, hey, I'm, I'm the manager of the comedy store, and uh, I think somebody's in there. I, I closed the door, somebody turned the lights on. It's like, all right, let's go in there. So they walk through all the rooms, and the, and the cops are going, hey, LAPD, hello, anybody in here, LAPD. They go through all the rooms, very cavernous uh, uh, space and uh, they don't see anybody they don't hear anybody they turn off all the lights they come back outside lock the door the lights come back on the cop said alright we're gonna go inside <laughs> leave go. us inside the club turn off all the lights and leave us in there and we're gonna hear who's turning on the lights and we're gonna find them yeah. said alright so he left the police officers inside the comic store with the lights off for 15 minutes and wow. nobody, nothing. Right. So the cops come to the door and knock on the door, and he, he lets them out. The lights come back on again. And then one of the officers goes, oh, wait a second. Th th this used to be Ciro's, right? And he goes, yeah, all right. This is not a police situation. You, you got ghosts. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> and he, he, tells, he tells his partner, like, I'll, I'll tell you in the car. We'll get in the car, and I'll tell you about it. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, you don't have a criminal situation. You, you got ghosts, and you got creepy stuff going on here. Wow. Uh, we're going to leave. And he just, he just, the cops just let it go and said, yeah, you got a ghost situation. That so. is unbelievable. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. I've had my the best of congratulations jb on your st louis blues hoisting the cup up next we had father of basketball guy everyone remembers chris humphreys william humphreys next on the best of Is William calling in? Yes, he is. There he is. William. You know Chris Humphreys, right? Yeah. That's his dad. Oh, really? Great I was going to ask when he said Humphreys. Great Oh. <coughs> Did you Hello. just hear me call you a great Hello. guy? I, that was an accident. I didn't mean to call you a great guy when you could hear me. 
moderately great. I, I completely understood. I, I, I mistakenly de- describe you as fair and equitable, too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, thank you, William. I appreciate this. How you doing, man? Who, who do you got? Today we have Tevin, a young black man in America today that's really holding up the fort Aren't for everybody. I'm glad that he has to tell everybody yeah. that oh, look. every time he talks Tevin, to who is black. No, so the only reason I do that is because, as William knows, <laughs> you pick up the start and he was like, Tom know. Bernard is racist. Yeah, okay, right, okay, whatever. So Tevin's on, Alex, our daughter. Ka- I'm Catherine's white. Catherine's here. You She's know white. me. Yep, two more white people. You know, oh, my God. Two more white people. White Catherine. White Catherine. White Andy and white Cassie. So we're doing extremely well. Oh, good, good. So, hey, oh, I uh, I had the craziest thing happen to me. So my uh, my fiance bought me some. Uh, we she talked me into buy some skinny jeans. And there's one thing I discovered no. about skinny jeans. Wait, wait, wait! They're for skinny people. <laughs> I pull my back. <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. I pull, I pull my back out. I was like trying to put on my shoes. <laughs> I was like. I told her, I said, I said, you know what? I said, I told her, I said, you know what? I hurt my back putting on these skinny jeans. I'm putting the scissors to them. I'm done. Yeah, Are I you trying know. to make me, make me size 32 waist? It's not happening. I'm, I'm comfortable. I feel good about myself. So. Skinny, less than a day, skinny jeans are for skinny people. They there are. you go. Yeah. William, I tried to put on a pair of skinny pants one time, and I couldn't get them over my calves. They were just stuck that down there. That fashion just won't die. There, I, I mean, it's there's hideous. Yes, wide-legged stuff is kind of coming back in, but not men's. So. Dan, Dan bought a pair of jeans that have elastic in them, and he's like, "This is the greatest thing of all time." Oh, oh, oh hey, he's getting to that age. How does anyone not wear jeans? The sad part is the sad part is these these pants are stretch pants. <laughs> but they didn't stretch far enough. I was like, I was like, there's no way. Then, hey, you know what? She uh, how she got me to do it. She when I put them on the store, she goes, "God, you look sexy." Yeah. You know, you got those you got those green eyes and everything. You know. Uh, hey, hey, watch it, Tom. You know, I, <laughs> I thought you told me they were green. Hey. They are green, but I coming from a guy, it don't sound right. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, I, I have not told people that story. Now, how tall are you, William? 6'3". About 6'3". Uh, William's shoulders are about four feet wide, man. He's got some big shoulders on him. Walks in my yeah. house. First thing he says to me, what is the first thing you said to me, William, who walked into my house? I said, you call my son a big, white, slow guy. And then I tapped my skin, and I said, uh-uh, that was wrong, Tom. He was, he was like, no, first he, t- hey, no, no, first he tried to deny it. No, I didn't say that. I'm like, come on. Hey, I saved that for, hey, I saved, I saved that for 15 years. Don't tell me I had bad information. I saved so, it for 15 years. Yeah, that's basically true. So then, and you don't have to repeat what you said, but I, uh, William called me the other night, and I answered the phone, and I said, is this the big, slow, white guy? And what did you say, William? <laughs> I can't. Come on, man. <laughs> That's why I told you. You didn't have to say anything. But what he said was very funny. We had. Well, you want to tell you? Here's here's what happened. Uh, Boulder Options. Daryl Thompson was the great guys on earth, man. I love Daryl. Great man. Yep. Uh, so William and his lovely 
by the way, July 7th now, Kath and I don't have that all to ourselves because William's taking it too, July 7th. But yeah. um, that's Making cool, which is very, very cool. But uh, uh, William was nice enough to bid a pretty big number on having dinner at our house. Which, when I talked to him, he admitted was a mistake. <laughs> Did you admit it was a mistake, William? Thank he, you. He was passing yeah. out, and they thought his hand was up. <laughs> That's right. He fell over and he put his hand up to grab the table. That's, <laughs> That's pretty much true. But That's a good one. <laughs> I, I honestly, God, we had so many great people over that night. Your friends are terrific people, and Tom and Dave. I, I can, yeah. You know what? I lost Rashawn's number, so I can get Rashawn's number from you. Well, he wrote it on it. a piece okay. of paper. I know he did, but then I thought it was like, can I have a piece of paper? I'm like, can't you just put it on his phone? Right. Now, this He's is what like, I, said I don't on, know if he knows how to do that. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. This is what I said on the air, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, uh, last week after, after our dinner. I said, I met my doppelganger. It doesn't mean he looks like me, but... He's got that kind of fidgety kind of movement where I, I do that, and he, he likes to talk a lot. So I said, I met, my, I met my doppelganger, and he's 30 years younger than me, and he's black, which works for me, right? And he's black, yeah. But he's from, but he's from the north side, mm-hmm. so you guys what? have that common language. What and a- you both tell stories that sometimes it has no conclusion or point. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Very observant. Thank you so much for that, William. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I tell you, the people you put together for that uh, it was it couldn't have been couldn't have been better. Everybody that came was so nice, and they were so happy. And it was at the end of the dinner. You know, they're like what are there like twenty five people or something like that. Something. Something like I it. There's twenty five people. And I said, honest to God, at the end of this dinner, well, I want you to do me a favor and go out in the world and tell everybody that everybody can get along and have a great time, and nobody was a pain. Nobody even came close to being a pain. It was it no. was a great night, and, and some of the people, some of the people, they heard of you, but never, they weren't into classic rock and stuff like that. Yeah. And I said, I said he's more than classic rock. He's a he's a personality, and I guarantee you, you'll have a good time because he can speak at all levels, which that- is exactly what you did. Oh, that's right. what it is, kids. He's got a personality. <laughs> My own children here go, he has a personality, really? That's what it is. <laughs> I didn't know that. When you're puzzled, it's his personality. <laughs> yeah, William, we have, William, we have to have you come in studio one Monday. Come and sit come and sit in studio and do the entire hour with us because that uh, that would be great. Oh. But I'm telling you, honest to God, the one thing I did ask, I asked William afterward, uh, and what does Darren do for you? He's my insurance agent. He's your insurance agent, Okay. Uh, yeah, who who happens to, I found out after dating that he was actually my fiance's best friend. We never oh, make a connection. That's really? Right. How cool is that? Yeah, it was so cool. Well, I, first thing I asked him was, you didn't sleep with her, did you? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Are we on the air? I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, we are. Okay. But, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. I, 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 one thing I did say to William because Darren is about Darren's about six four or something like that, isn't he? Six five, maybe six yeah. five. Yeah. He's a big fella, very muscular guy, broad shouldered again. And so I said to William the next day we we're talking. I said, William, let me make a guess. You don't want to piss Darren off, do you? He goes, no. <laughs> No. Oh, I, he, he's uh, one of them guys that from Chicago, too. And so he's seen a lot. And you just go, whatever, Darren. Yep, premium just went up. No problem. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. 
<laughs> it's not a problem. I'm at not all. sure if having a scary <laughs> no insurance agent is your best idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, William is from Detroit originally, so you've seen a few things in your life as well. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Hey, I went. I was just in Detroit, and I tried to find what the top hat. The top hat, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not there. It's not. It's not there anymore. I was going to take a picture and, and, and send it to you. Then it was like, doesn't exist. That's too yeah, bad. Like Top Hat was in Detroit for many, many years. And I make the claim, and I'm probably right, that back in the 70s or early 80s, I was the last white man to ever go in the Top Hat. And it was funny, is they all looked at me like, that man must be insane. So they didn't bother me. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. They were kind of like, hey, you know, they weren't hey. welcoming, but they weren't threatening me either. Right. So that worked. Hey, it's no different than when I go into a bar in Sabika, Minnesota. They look at me and go, that black man must be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the same same experiences, just in different settings. That's all it is. But, uh, yeah, Yeah, I think think if if, if people – now I wish I had somebody – somebody uh, videotaped that entire dinner, uh, the entire day, actually, because I'm, I, I was shocked. Not one out of twenty-five people. Not one person was a jerk or a pain in the ass or anything. It's just everybody was really, really pleasant. I thought. Didn't you think that, William? What you you had the perfect bribe though. You had wine, and one bottle was a thousand dollars, so that worked. <laughs> well, hey, you know that might come. Well, I was going to say it might have come close to what you shelled up, but no way that was true. But uh, any no, case. that wasn't close. No, but, <laughs> no, hey, that you know wasn't what? close. Hey. Not close, but I like I told you before. I said if you do it next year, uh, I'm in. So no, you're unbelievable. Make that well, you're not you're not getting rid of me now, anyway, man. I, I really like talking to you, and uh, I think we're gonna go out to grab a little bite to eat this weekend. Saturday, Saturday, okay. Give me the time. We can do that. Give me the weekend. time. Well, like six o'clock. I don't know. Six. No, this is the you first have I've a, heard you of have it. a birthday party you have to go to on Saturday. Where? At uh, Tattersall. <coughs> what? Oh, what? What? I, Something that we're not being part of. Yes, you have to true. go to a Tattersall. That's true. What, what time is that? Uh, four? Five? What is this, a prize? Tell everyone where we're Oh, my go. God. You, Mom, you totally just... <laughs> I you can't let it? your father know anything because oh he'll God. tell it on the air. Okay. I don't know what you guys. That's mean. why William, we don't tell you things. I have your no lab. So, so what time is the party? I don't four. I think and it's three thirty. Three thirty to five thirty. To I've got We're seven leaving. on my calendar, but yeah. I don't know. We're leaving at six because well. Sage has to go to bed. Okay, six o'clock. Wait, so, so wait, if we could do Tom, seven. You know o'clock. you all. You know, you know you all when they don't even tell you where you're going. Get <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. in the car. Yeah. We're leaving. But we can do it at seven o'clock, and we'll go wherever you want to go. Well, we have to talk about this. We want to off Bar-Lagrasse. the air. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Good guy, Gertie. Hey, 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 bottle of Grasso because I can't get in there any other way. Well, oh, here no we go. Well, now you know, people. Yeah, now you know. All right, no, well, I'll make the reservation. No, it's the four of us, right? Yeah. I'll take care of hey, it. Hey, unless hey, unless you want Rashawn there. Oh, Rashawn's like phenomenal. He lives right down there, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he lives down there. Yeah, down. He well, no, he moved to ne- ne- near you guys. Oh, that's right. Oh. He moved Golden to Golden Valley now. No, Rashawn. Yeah, he's a suburbanite or whatever. <laughs> he's a suburbanite. He's a kid, Rashawn, because I'm not going to give you his last name. Rashawn grew up in the streets, literally. 
I mean, he literally grew literally. up in the streets, and he's very, very smart guy, and he's one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. He's been through it all, he, uh, and he came out the other end a very nice man. Yeah, he's self-made, and he told me one of his hustles at I think was De La Salle yeah. High School, yeah. where they used to they used to steal all the uh, all the reams of paper from the teachers <laughs> and then right. sell it and sell it back to them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, like I was like, right. wow, really? He said, yeah, they knew we did it, but they admired the fact that we were entrepreneurs. Yeah, I was like, well. Mm. I think they call it stealing where I grew up in Detroit, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, it's probably Minnesota's different in a lot of ways. Are but you, anyway, hey, I got to go. Some of us got to work for a living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who? Oh, you talking about, about Chris? Is he working? Uh, no, Chris. <laughs> I, I got to work on Crisp and Green is what I got to work on. Oh, good. Keep I got working that on that. Yeah, I got work that harder. Opening in... <laughs> Thanks, guys. When are you, you opening? <laughs> oh, we open uh, July, I want to say 10th. And which location? Maple Grove? Uh, the Maple Grove on uh, Elm Street. I Maple heard that's Grove. beautiful. Right, 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 yeah, the store is absolutely stunning, and it's right before... We open the day before the Maple Grove Day, so we're trying to get open before oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We get a maximum exposure at that point. But, yeah, I'm in the process of interviewing people, so if anybody out there is looking for a job, look us up. There you uh, have it. Hey, I know how to push a commercial. Don't worry about well, it. I, know, <laughs> I will, if, you want to talk, if you want to talk you to Rashawn, I will call you later on today and make sure it's either four or six or whatever the number is. Okay. Do All that, right, sir. Gotta Thanks go, very guys. much for your call. Appreciate it. Bye. Fun time. Bye. Bye. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was William Humphreys on the best of. Bringing up that b-ball spirit. Now that the championship has been decided. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. We're going way back to episode 77. Dave Fulton. Next on the best of. Sad. Wow. How is it sad? Is sad? Well, some people that you don't think argue. that arguing is like the most exciting part of their uh, relationship. I think when I was young, I liked a good fight. Now I'm just like, whatever, get away. No, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't tell care. her yesterday that this friend of mine, friend of mine's ex-wife, is asking for more money because she claims that he gave her PTSD, post-traumatic stress, stress disorder. Yeah. Okay. Great. He, that's All what right. he claims. Yeah. And I tell that story to Catherine, and this is exactly what she said. She claims she got PTSD from him. What a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I could claim that. <laughs> and nice. that is true. Yeah, thanks, honey. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, 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 I hate all that kind of crap. I mean, my wife and I have this agreement. It's like, hey, it works. we always said, you know, no problem. Get away with this. I'll back on anything. The only the tipping point is you fuck around, we're done. Right. You know, right. If, if, if you if you nail somebody and you come back and go, I nail somebody, it'd be like, I'm, I'm disappointed. Sorry. Bye. It's not like I forgive you. You got to come back. It's like that is the line in the sand. Fuck right, you. Right. Go away. And I've tried to get like free passes, and I'm like, well, what if Anne Hathaway? You know, <laughs> yeah. What, what if I'm in? Yeah, you that know, works really what if I'm well. in the toilet and she just comes into the stall and lifts up her skirty and goes, do me, drive, <laughs> drive my fucking bus right now. <laughs> I, I want to be, I, you know, I want to have that cutoff to where I come back and go, honey. Um, 
you know, I had sex with somebody else. That's right, you're out of here. And go, well, it was Anne Hathaway. No, okay, you know. <laughs> not going to work. No, not, not at all. It's not not going to work. I wanted a free pass for Claire Filani for a while because she was pretty hot. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there should be like one. I mean, just one completely unobtainable... You know, yeah, somebody maybe, rock up and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know, so Miley Cyrus, something weird, you uh, know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not a fan Cyrus. of her. <laughs> yeah, my problem with Miley Cyrus. There's a good cop. Oh, oh my dear. god! You know the like really it. sad thing about it, if you were if you're nailing Miley Cyrus from behind, you'd have to look up on the wall and see pictures of her dad with a, oh. you know, <laughs> don't break my heart, achy yeah. breaky heart. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With with the uh, what? Yeah, the, the, mullet. the mullet. Yeah, yeah, the mullet. The luckiest son of a bitch on the planet. Yeah, he really no. is. Oh no, my god. Is. Yeah, but he whored out his daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, totally. That's what he did. Totally. Just disgusting. I, I, he could have know. been Shania Twain and just be the whore himself. So that's uh, true. Married Mutt Lang. What's <laughs> well, uh, like Catherine Mary? What me. happened to her? Uh, she's in Vegas. She's doing a two-year stint as her in her own theater in Vegas. Because so, she moved um, to some mountaintop in Switzerland or something. I don't and know. She's she, back. She just freaked out like most chicks who get money too soon. <laughs> You know, I know. I did that. I had to move down. I mean, you look at Rihanna. If 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 if, if, if Rihanna could not get tattoos, she'd have black eyes all the time. You know, so she would. Yeah, because she would just be popping off, and guys would have to fucking put her down like a bad habit. She just seems to draw that attention. Yeah, sorry, that was probably Derek. I got I got here. I got in trouble yesterday because growing up on Idaho, you got in trouble uh, (laughs) for this mouth. A friend of mine. I can't edit in my head. By the way, I dance. I'm not when these guys like don't say that. It just comes out. I just fucking pop out with stuff. Is, is he the same way? Andy's the yeah, same way. Yeah. He yeah. never talks, but when he does talk, you're getting what's it's usually up. offensive. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> and, yeah. And, and it turns out we were talking about politics yesterday, and, and I mentioned the fact that Sarah Palin was born in Idaho, and she did school. She went to North Idaho Junior College, which is in Coeur d'Alene, and Moscow, and University of Idaho, which I went to as well. And uh, and she and her, I never read her biography because um, I don't like picture books. And <laughs> as it turns out, she she talks about how she got really wild when she was in Coeur d'Alene and went up to the ski hill that was called Silverhorn. And at the time, I was working up there off and on doing avalanche control and shit. And a buddy of mine to climb with is like, because I got really lucky with girls back then. And he's going, he was like, hey, you know, I, you, you you know, you, you did her. I'm like, no way. And he's like, no, man, I'm convinced that you fucking popped Sarah Palin in 1988 at Silverhorn. <laughs> Is that right? And so he sends me a picture, and he's going, don't you, doesn't she look familiar? And I'm like, she she looks like every other 80s slut that came up there in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm, I'm really convinced. So I can't confirm nor deny that I had Sarah Palin. So there's a really good chance I'm the guy that poisoned that pussy. That's what happened there. <laughs> oh. I'm the one that lined I'm it with that retard juice that made all the I fucking empathy. <laughs> See? What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck, man? Well, it's a possibility. It's a proud day for America. Yeah. By the way, uh, by thanks again to you, guys, America, for uh, voting in Barack Obama. And I'm not saying that as kind of because I'm a bedwetting, bleeding heart liberal. It's just as an American living abroad, there was this big like gasp of error when we looked like it was going to be close with Mitt Romney because Europe is looking at Mitt Romney like, you really? Really? You know? This fucking extra from Madman? <laughs> that square head belongs on a goddamn bowling trophy? Why? Well, I will tell you this, though. I really, really love the fact that uh, Jamie Foxx, you know who Jamie Foxx? Yeah, 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 yeah. Came out and called. Barack Obama. Uh, he said Obama. He, he called Barack Obama. Uh, okay, Why am I saying Obama? Obama. Because <laughs> you want to say Mammy, Mammy, hey Mammy. How I love you. How I love you. Let me tell my story. Oh, there's that you lack of editing yeah. again. Let me tell my story here. No, he called <laughs> President Obama our Lord and Savior. Oh Jesus, Jamie. See, see, so you got. Oh, so here I am. Did, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
here I am. I got I got Barack Obama on the left, and I got Mitt Romney on the right, and I'm fucked. I got nobody. Right. right. I got nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's horrible, yeah. and it's going to be like that for a long time. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, is uh, obviously I'm complete. People are like, oh, you live out in Europe, you live in you know mm-hmm. a, a, gov- a state that a country that has socialized medicine, so you must be a commie or some shit like right. that. And um, and I tell him, I said, look, you know, it's not that I, I thought Barack Obama was the best choice. I was just so disappointed in the Republican Party that the wow. best they could come up with was Mitt Romney. I agree. I, 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 I know Republicans theory. are. I know some Republicans who are very nice people, very well educated, have some great ideas on how the economy maybe or maybe not should be run. And at the beginning of the year, they come up, all right, and here's the choices we're going to come up with. And you're like, are you kidding me? Rick Perry, whose idea of, you know, what are you going to yeah. do? For, what's your plan? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. You know, Michelle Bachman, who is fucking crazy. From Minnesota. By the way. <laughs> She's out of her fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, my God. At what point does somebody go, oh, yeah, she, yeah, that's just a good idea. You know? And Rick Santorum, whose wife had a dead kid and they brought it home to say goodbye. You don't bring dead children home unless you're the Donner Party and you're going to eat them. <laughs> we actually did have one good choice for president. And he, he uh, Ron Paul left early. I like Ron Paul. I like Ron Paul. So there's two. I like Ron Paul, but Tim Pawlenty, the former governor of the state of Minnesota. Oh, I didn't. He had nowhere near far. enough big an ego to be president. You can run for president without a huge ego, right. but you can't become president without a huge no. ego. No, it's not just at all. Not, I did the research, and I found the last president that I liked was George Washington. Because <laughs> they wanted him to be king, and he said, no, I don't, yes. don't want to be king. <laughs> yeah. That's my kind of guy. That's yeah. the kind of guy I like to vote for. But Tim Pawlenty would, would have been great, but he wouldn't bullshit. He just wouldn't do it. Yeah. This is how I am. This is what I think. And while the caucus system in America is totally fucked uh, up, it's uh, totally fucked up. Uh, you get the farthest left and the farthest right, and that's who you get to choose from. Yeah. It just sucks. It's well, you know, and then the whole thing with the, uh, <clears throat> um, well, as far as like, getting back to favorite presidents, I got a friend of mine, he goes, oh, I, I love uh, I loved late Lincoln, right? And I got in a debate on Facebook with this a friend of mine. She's a she's a black comic, and she has these friends. And I'm like, well, Bob, if you like this, you should look, you know, read um, this great book. It's called uh, Lincoln of the Fiery Trial, and um, it's it won a Pulitzer Prize. Amazing book, and you know, it's about Lincoln's time during the slavery and and the mm-hmm. uh, and she and this guy goes like, well, Lincoln was a fucking racist, you know. He said this and this and that, and I'm going, well, you know, I, I go back, I go, yeah, all right, well, you know, who hasn't? He goes, well, it's bullshit. He's a fucking hypocrite. And I'm like, yeah, and it's really too bad he pushed for the 13th Amendment, yeah. you know, so you can spout off on this kind of shit. You well, know? He, he did want to ship them all back to Haiti, or he wanted to ship them to Haiti. <clears throat> Actually, it was a couple countries they wanted yeah. to ship them to, yeah. and, but that was the, the colonization was a whole movement. They thought, okay, right. we brought them here legally, we should take them someplace where they can set up their own government, that kind right. of stuff. And there was like extreme abolitionists, you know? Right. And the, um, who's, who's the guy, the, uh, oh, Frederick Douglass, who was amazing, oh, yeah. Yeah. who was a you know, Except for the Menza. Now, the hair was cool. You like the hair? Yeah. I yeah. get used to it, I guess, man. You know, I, I'll, I'll bet when they were making, when uh, Tarantino, uh, uh, Tarantino was making uh, Django Unchained, yeah. that they said, uh, hey, Jamie Foxx, what kind of hair do you got to do? And they just showed him pictures of Frederick Douglass, like that. You know? Yeah. On, <laughs> I look like Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Exactly. I actually have a friend that looks like Frederick Douglass. So I liked, Ray, I, I liked uh, not Reagan, sorry, Reagan was insane, by the way. Who, who They're all cut insane. Cut all the funds to CDC and responsible for the uh, AIDS epidemic in the United States. He's the one that decriminalized all the banking shit that gave us the problems we have now, but came up with great quotes like, you know, don't trust anybody from the government, that kind of shit. Anybody who gets in bed with Margaret Thatcher, who's got a pussy that coughs like an old fucking <laughs> <coughs> mouse hole, you, you can't even... I'm, I've lost your family at this Don't point. For, no, no, you have not. Don't forget he did nothing about Abu Nadal either. No, he did not. We're he did nothing, and they said, oh, really? You're not going to react? Well, fuck it. We'll do it all just, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, basically, it was the earliest, the earliest example of what... Uh, 
how to get to America by slamming planes into our fucking buildings. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Which, which by, a, I don't like any of them. Which by the, I don't. By the way, by the way, um, after flying American <laughs> Airlines, get out here. I had no problem with that one going into the building. <laughs> <laughs> not for the, thank God the building's out there anyway. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Well, I tell people like, oh, we got to go out to these ex- religious extremists. I'm like, dude, if there was an abortion clinic in the World Trade Center, it'd have come down years ago. You know. Well, that's true. You know, because well, like the Murrow Federal Building. I mean, that's same, yeah. same bullshit there. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole problem I have with all this politics. You don't get the, the, the person. Ron Paul would have been a great choice for president. Yeah, he was like the granddad with like, you know, yeah. he, would, he would say like two things that made sense and one thing that made you go, oh, granddad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you know? That's very, very true. So I, just, I don't think we're ever going to get that choice, though. We're going to get, you know, whatever the far crazies. right religious Tea crazies. Party nut jobs want or the far left. You make money, so you're an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what's really great about the Republican Party after this election is they suddenly went, uh, wow, the white male is the minority now. I mean, right. we have to start going after the people that we used to say as, as sucking off the American tea, mm-hmm. which doesn't really exist anymore. But, yeah. What's that? You know, the, the, the whole idea that, you know, all these people are coming to this country and they're taking advantage of the system and this, that, and the other. Oh, you mean as far as as far as far immigrants are concerned? Yeah, all that kind of crap. There are a lot of people that, both corp- in a corporate manner and a personal manner, suck a lot of oh, dough. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And, you know, I just did shows in Norway, which has, the upper tax rate is 52, 54% or something like that. Oil. Yeah, they have a lot of oil and they pay accordingly. There is no <clears throat> recession up with those fucking people. Right. None. They're in a good mood. And by the way, a little travel tip for anybody listening to this. If you go to Norway, don't drink with them. You know? Really? Um, well, first off, a pint of beer is going to cost you $12. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like going to a Viking that's, game. That, that's the cutoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the cutoff right there. But even if they go, no, we're going to buy all the drinks, don't, because they're Vikings. You know? And right. you think, oh, I can drink. You know, Even if you're English, I can drink with these people. No, they're fucking Vikings. They man. are Vikings. And they, they hammer booze. I, mean, I was just in... <laughs> oh, my God. Dan does it all the time. They're pouring, yeah, aqu- right. they're pouring Aqua V down my throat and shit oh, like that. Well, yeah, which is... Is that like kerosene? Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's, like, it's like roofies for great. Grandmothers, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, Alex's boyfriend is a Viking. Oh, like a real Viking, or he's, yeah. Well, he's got the jeans. Purebred Scandinavian. Oh, really? He's For, mostly Norwegian. Okay, Norwegian. I don't like Swedes. No, <laughs> he's a little bit Swedish, <laughs> but he's kind of. Like he's he's, he's upset one, about the Swedish part. Swedes yeah. enslaved the Norwegians, did they not? Well, they they were <coughs> battling well, you know, the, for years. You know the oil thing. That when Norway <clears throat> found the oil uh, pockets yeah. off the coast, they didn't have the technology to go get it, so they went to Sweden and said, "Hey, look, you know, help us with technology." And uh, we'll we'll share. And, yeah, and you give us half of Volvo, we'll give you half of the oil. And Sweden went, fuck you, we're not giving you half of Volvo. Really? And now Sweden's going, oh, we, we kind of fucked up there. <laughs> we should have given half of Volvo. Yeah. And yeah, Sweden, fuck true. Sweden, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, Nazi sympathizing bastards apologize, true. apologizing the world by making me put the fucking furniture together. That, fuck those guys. <laughs> See, people forgot all about that until Do the girl with the golden or the, or the dragon tattoo. Yeah. They forgot all about yeah. how the Swedes were Nazi sympathizers. Yeah. Hate Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Not and, as much as Aryan Ary- Nation, maybe, but yeah. I grew oh, up with Ary- those guys. But yeah. that's right, yeah. I grew up in Idaho. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew those guys. But really? the um, and, and what's weird about Finland? Finland, when the war broke out, they backed the Nazis because the Nazis were yes. fighting the Russians. Yeah, and about halfway through the war, they went, "You guys are even crazier. <laughs> You're worse." And so the Nazis got pissed off and said, "All right, we're going to burn your fucking country down." So they burned the northern half of Finland, which is Lapland, right. which is their hillbillies. And the Finns right. went, "Well, we yeah, didn't like them okay. either. So <laughs> we didn't like the hillbillies Good. anyway." Yeah. Thank God. They deserve it. 
Yeah, but the Finns <laughs> developed a, a guerrilla, uh, winter guerrilla tactics where they would, because um, all the, uh, the the Russians and later the Nazis were all in a single file, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get to war yeah, because, yeah. you know, it, it's snowy out. And the Finns would be up on the hillside <laughs> and just, like, cut them up. Just, like, just, you know, ski right down through the middle of them and kill a couple on the way by and then turn around and come by and fucking kill a couple on the other way. skis. You know, yeah, and these guys didn't know how to ski or snowshoe. The Vasa Lopet method of murder. <laughs> Or of war, anyway. Mm. It's taught. It's taught at world. It's taught at West Point. That, that, that's yeah. Common. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It, it's. It, By the way, all this information I have, it's not because I'm smart. It's just I learn a little bit about everything, so I can be the perfect dinner guest. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I can so see by that. the time everybody's drunk and they ask me deep questions, I I can just make shit up. You, you know. Up as you go along. Yeah. Totally. I used to rule this planet yeah. when it was underwater. Except for now, everybody's got a smartphone and they can check on your facts. <laughs> but don't people understand that? Yeah. But the internet internet will never ask you questions. The internet will only give you no, answers so if you type in was the moon landing faked uh, somebody well, on the website and go there it is that's why all my friends I got so many friends of mine are conspiracy theories and conspiracy oh, really? theorists so they go in and they go well Obama is not really a US citizen I had friends of mine at Edinburgh last year just going good this and that aren't you concerned I'm like okay let me think about this I don't give a shit how about that <laughs> yeah, all right? there you go. I couldn't give a fuck if Barack Obama was born in Indonesia <laughs> or Hawaii or Bongo Bongo land all right? which it's, might be true yeah I, yeah, I don't I don't care you know yeah. it, Maybe right. if it helped him, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to tell a story here because I brought up Melissa McCarthy yesterday, and you didn't know who she is. She's a star of the biggest sitcom in America right now. See, I don't even know who yeah, that you, is. Yeah, yeah, you don't even know who that is. She's Jenny McCarthy's sister. I remember no, Jenny McCarthy. No, no, she was Melissa. smoking. Just Jenny was McCarthy. Joan, yeah. Uh, do you know who Jesse Ventura is? Yeah, he used to be your governor or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's got a show on right now called Conspiracy Theory. <laughs> this is a true story. I'm not making this up. Jesse. Jesse and I were kind of acquaintances, never really friends, right. but now he hates my fucking guts. Cool. He just hates me because I say your your work is shit. Yeah, right? yeah. He came out today. This just happened today, and Andy, you can, you can Google this if you'd like. <clears throat> He's claiming he has a conspiracy theory that Time Warner's trying to ruin conspiracy theory. <laughs> I like it. I like, I'm with you on that one, Jesse. Oh, God. That's the whole enchilada. <laughs> That is so Jesse. Is that called? Well, you know, um, if you want to go back in history a little bit, the uh, you know who, you remember Mark Furman. I do absolutely. Right. Yeah, Mark Furman never said the the n word. Oh my God, he lives. In oh, North, right, okay. He lives in North Idaho. All oh, right, that's right. And uh, I was at REI Recreational Equipment Incorporated in Spokane, Washington, it was a few years back, and he was ahead of me in line, you know. And the people behind the counter look at him like, God, he's, and he's like, huh, huh, joking up. He's with some guy. And I swear to God, he was returning a pair of gloves. Oh. oh. Can't make that shit up. That's funny. Yeah. And I, <laughs> is he doing that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this and that. Oh. And, like, and, I'm, I'm, and there's like a person in front of me, and I really wanted to cut around in front of her and just kind of go, what's the matter? Don't they fit? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was the best ever. I mean, that, that was it got up one of my favorite jokes when Tiger Woods had sex with 18 white women. Everybody's going, oh, why do you do that? Why do you do that? I'm like, hey, leave him alone. He's not OJ. They're all still alive. You know, <laughs> that's very true. Them and their waiter, unfortunately. The waiter. Oh poor, my god, poor goddamn poor waiter. Ron. Uh, poor Ron. He was a cop hey, did you guys leave your sunglasses here? Uh, What's that noise? Yeah, I know. It's because that's right. They left sunglasses behind it. Yeah. Was it Metzaluna? Yeah, Metzaluna yeah. yeah. left them behind. She brings them, brings them back, and gets killed for his effort. Gets his fucking head cut off almost. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They both yeah. did, didn't they? That yeah. can happen. Avoid the lines and shop online this holiday season. Click on the Amazon banner at TomBernardPodcast.com and buy all of your gifts through our site. It doesn't cost you a penny more to shop through our site, and a portion of the proceeds go to the Smile Network. 
Click, shop, and support the show this holiday season. Shop online through the Amazon banner at TomBernardPodcast.com. You see what they fucking do there, Dave? I'm sorry, what I'm, I'm not what reading you this guys lie. There? Harsh. It, it's, right? it's, it's, like, it's like when you're talking to you, when your friend is like, i, I got to call my dad or i got to call my mom right now. And your friend, while you're talking to your mom, your friend unzips his fly and starts slapping his dick against your forehead. <laughs> That's I do rude. that sometimes. <laughs> That's kind of what his 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 wife and kids are doing while he's what's trying to happening in which, here. Which he's trying he's trying you know he's trying to pay the light bill. All yeah. right, yeah. he's sitting there reading these yeah. adverts, trying to pay the light bill, so you guys can have warmth and light, and you're yeah. not outside oh, throwing honey, sticks I'm and rocks sorry. at the sun. <laughs> Every time I read a commercial live, because I you know they're they're I read them live. Catherine's always going with her microphone. She's always going, and Alex is going. Whip. You're up. I do like to whip my arms you blow, around. You blow air up through them and oh, wacky yeah. waving inflatable arm flailing tube oh, yeah. man. Andy actually knows the name. What is it? Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. What? Yeah. See, that's the kind of shit yeah. that he knows, Dave. I like how fast they say it, how uh, fast Seth um, McFarland says yeah. it. Yeah. Unbelievable. By the way, Seth MacFarlane, if you ever hear this, uh, it's okay now and then for somebody else to do the voices. Yeah, oh, seriously. Oh, he's 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 yeah, he's a greedy uh, prick. Uh, wow. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> I'm not a fan, but I uh, would not go that far. <laughs> Catherine, where'd that come from? Well, I'm prick. sitting with anger. <laughs> I've calmed down. I'm getting actually, it. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm in a way better mood than I used to be. Oh, so, this, um, this is your sweetness side. <laughs> and, I have, and I have guns back home in Idaho. I still have all my guns there. So. Still all you got. How often do you get there? Uh, about three, four times a year. For how long a period? Anywhere from two weeks to a month. Does your wife go with you? Sometimes, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, I've gotten her into um, uh, fly fishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, But she doesn't want to eat the fish. She just wants to catch it, say hello, and put it back in the water. Just like fish. No, she or loves she just, fish. She, oh, she just, just doesn't want to She doesn't want to see it alive and then yeah. show yeah. up on her plate later. She has a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like that. you make friends with it when you catch it. So. Right, yeah. right. By so. putting a hook in its mouth, you make friends with it. I like how they call my human friend. friends. They look at you. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just the opposite. Oh, those taste good if you kill them, you know, that kind of thing. So. Do you go there to climb things? Yeah, I go there to climb. I go climb. I'm, well, I'm flying back on the 28th of December. Well, he said waterfalls, mountains. Yeah, climbing falls and waterfalls. I go up to Canada and things like that. I'm going to try to do some stuff in the Alps this winter too um, in March uh, my partner and I were going to try to do the Eiger um, north face of the Eiger which is going to be kind of really fun. Yeah. you said something about avalanche control what does what does that mean avalanche control yeah. uh, they, that's where they have concussion control. grenades and they'll, they'll blow the soap that off that would be fun yeah it's pretty fun to watch I got caught in an avalanche uh, about a year oh, and a half ago you did fun. yeah <laughs> I, was, so fun. <laughs> I was in Chamonix Valley and I was uh, with this other guy this guy named Matt and we're trying to hike up this this steep slope to get up this ice cliff and we're just it was a sunny day the wind's blowing we're like ah, and, and in front of me the, the snow separated and moved a bit and mm-hmm. sometimes it settles I'm like okay whatever and I'm trying to do a Jesse Owens and step over the crack as it comes in <laughs> sure and and within you know, like without even notice or you know like you know no none of this like Hollywood yeah you know it's, just, it's like boom and I'm hit and I'm ragdogged down the, the slope buried in the snow being pushed down the slope Ew. and um, so I have my mouth full of snow because I always find victims with their all the way down to the throat so I chew up the snow and spit it out and I'm trying to push this out and I went over a couple of drops which scared the shit on me because I couldn't see the sky I'm buried Ooh. and on the second drop it spit me out and I'm riding on top of the snow 
and uh, and I knew like a little little ways ahead was a drop about three thousand feet, and it slowed down enough, and it just stopped, and uh, and I got it was one hundred fifty yards one hundred fifty yards across, and it carried me a quarter mile down the slope. What were you thinking? And uh, well, when it was going down, it was weird. Everybody said, "Did you have like flashbacks?" And you know, like that kind of thing. Which, by the way, when you when you have flashbacks when you think you're going to die, it's not like your your mind is going, "Okay, you're going to die." Let's look back. Let's recap here. You know, that, <laughs> and that's not it. No, what it is is your mind is uh, kind of going back in the subconscious to try to find maybe a similar circumstances as you survive and give you the tools to survive this one. But I didn't have any of that. I was just like pushing shit. So I stand up and I'm like, holy fuck. And the other guy, I look up and he's alive and he's like 10, like 20 feet above me. He's like, fuck. I'm like, fuck. You know, and he goes, I lost my ice axe. I go, mine too, which are like 300 bucks a piece. So we start poking around the snow for the ice axe. Then he goes, we should get off this. I'm like, yeah. So it might move again. So we get off the snow over to the stable part and uh, the, my other partner runs down. He's like, fuck. We're like, fuck. You know, and then we see a, a French ski patrol come up and he's fully dressed in red he looks cool as shit you know just you know smoking a galet and, and, and he <laughs> comes up an and he, yeah totally and he, comes, he does a kick turn next to us like shh you know stops and, and he looks at us and he goes are you uh, anybody else in the uh, snow and we're like no no it's just us two and he's like are you uh, injured and we're like no and he, and he looked at the snow he looked at us and he goes eh, you are lucky and then he fucked off <laughs> off he goes yeah <laughs> And, you know, in America, be like, oh, man, you okay? Come on. You know, we get a helicopter in here. You know, don't sue us, you know. (laughs) Although the championships of almost everything are over, the winning continues for the best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Craig Gass, Rel Battle, Dave Fulton, and William Humphreys. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.